You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach. And I want to show you that living vegan is actually the superpower that will unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal by doing it your way. If I could go vegan in my 50s with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Bed your best and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 126. What the heck were we thinking? Last day in January. Last day in January, if you're listening when this drops. Last day in January 2023. And if you've been doing Veganuary, if you've been doing a vegan January challenge or dry January or, or damp January, as I've heard it called, if you've been using the new year uh, as a structure or a scaffold or an inspiration to develop new habits or create change in your life, and if you thought there were some things you wanted to build into the new year, this might be a good time to recall those ideas, those plans, those, forgive the expression, resolutions. Yes, I sometimes whisper resolutions because so many of you hate that word and you tell me, <laughs> you tell me that you hate that word. So anyway, I still think that it's a good time to bring it up again because it's the last day of January. And um, what I find more than anything else is that the, the reason, the reason we're not still pursuing some of those resolutions, those plans and goals, the reason is for no better reason than we forgot. We forgot. They, they just stopped being top of mind. We stopped thinking about them. Maybe it showed up like we forgot we were going, we forgot we were going to order the pizza without cheese. We just ordered it the way we used to. Or we forgot to call the event ahead of time and reserve a vegan meal. We forgot to tell mom not to make us any cheesecake. Or we forgot to go shopping and make a plan to have lunch with us on the, uh, the airline flight. We forgot. And in, in your case, maybe you've forgotten in the moment when your dinner companion just handed you a glass of wine the way he always does, or you forgot when your mom called just as you were about to go for your run, or the kids all had flu and cough due to cold <laughs> for two weeks. So your plan to write every morning or paint or uh, declutter the basement, it was impossible for 10 days. And we started to forget. Anyway, the things happen. Uh, there's kind of an inexorable creep to it, right? Is that is that is that a too big a word? It bit by bit, it just your goal kind of um, it kind of just fizzles because it evaporates because doing something a little bit differently. Well, every time you don't do 
what you said you wanted to do, it gets harder and harder. And every time you do that thing that you didn't really want to do, well, that conversely gets much easier. And, uh, you know, don't blame me. That's just science, kids. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. But behavior change means working with the science of habit and the science of mind, the science of thoughts. And it means interrupting what is on autopilot. And we have a lot on autopilot. We've talked about this many, many times about uh, the way our brain works. The brain wants to make things as easy and repeatable. Is that the word? It wants to repeat things because that's the least amount of effort. Behavior change means interrupting what's on autopilot. It means disrupting what is already pretty dialed in. So if you've got a human brain, and I'm guessing most of you do, you just start thinking things like, yeah, 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 I guess, you know, that's just how it is. It's how I am. It's how I am. And you start thinking, oh, it's probably a little bit, you know, too late for me to change. You know, change is harder for older people. Or maybe you think something like, um, maybe you start thinking that, well, it's something to do with your genetics or your brain chemistry. And we all get it. We all get it. There's no judgment here. We have all done this. We have all been there millions of times. But I want you to just hold on to the thought, to try on this thought, keep this thought in your pocket, that it's not true. Just because it feels true. And yeah, it does feel true, but it's not true in any statistically relevant way. Things can feel true without being true. It's the thoughts that we are practicing and the ones we've practiced for years. They keep showing up in the results we create in our lives. And to make change, to create behavioral change, we need to uncover the thought the thoughts that support what we're doing now, the thoughts of our default action. That default action is a cascade. It's, it's downstream from the default thought. So as I said, things can feel true without being true. And I've told you, I've told you, I think many times that, um, my job as a coach is not to believe you when you tell me something in a loving way. Um, my coach never believes anything I say. And that's how we've gotten so many um, marvelous ahas in my life. But if you're trying to develop a vegan practice and it's not going so easily for you, you're probably needing to uncover the thoughts that make eating animals seem natural seem normal and necessary. And you're going to want to try practicing thinking thoughts about why, about why you want to limit or even completely stop eating animals. So here, here's the, uh, here's the commercial, the commercial for why I show up here every week. I, you get this, right? I don't believe 
that most people really think a thought like, "Mm, I want to eat dead animals. I want to nourish myself and my family on animals that have been tortured since the day they were born. But most of us, myself included, most of us eat that way. And I did for years because that is actually not what I was thinking. It's not. What I was thinking was, I know, sounds nice, but how would I actually do that? It would be so complicated. What would I do when I'm traveling? It might be too restrictive. No one would ever invite me out or no one will have me in their home again. These are what I was thinking. I was thinking of the parts where I might be judged and thinking about how it might be impossible to keep it up. And I was thinking that it might not actually make any real difference. And I was thinking that it might not change anything. And that I was middle-aged, that I was in my early 50s when I started on this. And I was thinking that it might be too disruptive for my life and my family, my husband. And so you know what that means, right? (laughs) Thinking those automatic thoughts, those thoughts that seemed so true. I was creating a story. I was creating a narrative, which meant that I kept creating the results of... uh, not moving towards veganism. So if I thought that moving to veganism and a plant-based diet is going to be too complicated and disruptive and uh, restrictive, that I'm going to be judged and unable to keep it up or commit, and that I can't start until I have all the answers to all the nutritional issues and all the cookbooks and all the influencers helping point in the right way, if I think that, yeah, that feels so true and nothing happens. Now, if I had shared those thoughts with people, uh, probably 90 plus percent of the people around me, they probably would have just said, yeah, you know, I agree, right? Because they would have thought the very same thoughts. So as I looked into it, I had to look for people who were operating with a different default system of thoughts. I had to stay open to find people who were vegan, who were plant-based. I had to keep um, curating what I was reading and listening to. Books um, and, of course, podcasts were so formative for me because they're so personal. You're listening in your ear. There's someone telling you, yeah, it's possible, and it's not only possible, it's wonderful. So bit by bit, I was more and more exposed to other thoughts. Thoughts that I slowly started to borrow and to try on. Not all of them felt right, you know, not all of them were a good fit. But I kept practicing being open with thoughts like, Well, you know, lots of people make veganism work. And uh, you've heard me talk about this in the past. I guess if you can be a plant-based ultra-endurance athlete, I can probably make it work, nutritionally anyway. And yeah, I was conditioned to eat meat, fish, dairy, and eggs. I was conditioned to have thoughts 
that those were normal, natural, and necessary. But at the same time, not all meat, fish, dairy, and eggs, right? Same with you, I bet. Most people I know, even if you think, yes, I eat animals, it's necessary for our protein and micronutrients, but most people I know, they don't eat cow's stomach or bear meat. Most people I know do not eat dogs or reptile eggs or jellyfish or dolphins. Why? Why? (laughs) Because it's just all made up. These are just all made up thoughts about what we eat and what we don't. They are thoughts about what's reasonable and what isn't. You know, for the first 20 plus years of my life, I wasn't aware of anyone in the United States, at least not in my part of the world. I didn't think anybody ate raw fish. I just didn't think it was a thing. And then in the 80s, in middle America, it became a thing, you know, a thing lots of people thought was interesting and hip and healthy and adventurous and elegant and sophisticated and nutritious. Suddenly, lots of people thought uh, eating raw fish was normal after most everyone in the U.S. thinking for a really long time that it wasn't. Not everyone, obviously, but lots and lots of people. You know, there were certain people and businesses and movies all through my life that I have seen how they change our thoughts because they become influential. They plant different thoughts in our brain and we take them on, some of them, and we react against them, some of them. And honestly, we are really in the thick of it these days, aren't we? Uh, with this whole term, influencers. Influencers are, I mean, they're simply people who keep offering us thoughts to try on. Whether it's about clothing or makeup or child rearing or home decor, um, there are influencers that are paid and those that are simply offering their hot take. (laughs) And problem is we see it every, every day. And so we don't always stop and go, where did that thought come from that I want wallpaper this year? I've never wanted wallpaper. (laughs) Oh, I guess because of all those great uh, things I saw on Instagram of uh, wallpaper. Why am I suddenly thinking that I want to pack my child bento boxes for lunch? Because I've seen so many marvelous, exciting, beautiful, nutritious looking bento boxes for kids. I mean, these are things that um, these thoughts come from somewhere. We like some of them and others, others we don't. So because of these millions of hours of content coming at us through every social media platform, um, we're kind of deluged in thoughts to try on. But this has always been the case, even long before Instagram and Facebook, some people, uh, some people saw Elvis, Elvis Presley and their thoughts about what music was and what stage presence was and what hairstyles were acceptable for men. Some of those things changed. Some of it changed immediately. Some of it took a little while. Some people saw Martin Luther King and their thoughts about activism and nonviolence and racial justice changed because they were hearing it and seeing it from somebody different with a different take. 
And at the same time, people saw both those men and some of them, well, their thoughts turned against what they saw, what they were hearing. We are always thinking thoughts. And we're often changing our thoughts. And if you've ever been, if you've ever been listening to a podcast like this one for a while, you know that I think our thoughts, the power of them is impossible to overestimate. But at the same time, we're so often unaware of the thoughts we're thinking. And more importantly, we're actually unaware of how possible it is to change those thoughts and to be our own influencer. And we've talked about it here before. The way we think creates ultimately all of our results. So if we want a different result, then we don't need to think that we need to become entirely new people. We just need to start breaking it down into a much smaller level, to a much more achievable level. So if you're saying... I mean, if you're saying, I would like to be vegan or plant-based, that seems right to me. But what does that even mean? What does that even look like today? How do you even start? And maybe you don't know what the first thing is to do. And when we think about the finished project, the finished product, excuse me, the finished product or the published book, say, or the finished marathon or... Uh, an alcohol-free lifestyle, or the 100K business, or the family with a spouse and 2.6 children, or going back to school for a graduate degree. When we think about the finished product, it can be so big, so overwhelming. Unless we have thoughts that support us day-to-day going along the way, unless we have those thoughts, we tend to take very little action. We tend to quit. We tend to stop because we don't know what to do next. And our thoughts are not on our side. So instead, so instead, I want to focus on us changing the way we think and knowing that when we work on that, when we just work on the way we think, no matter what it is we do, we will start to get more of the results that we want. Our thoughts create our feelings. You've heard it here before, right? Our feelings drive our actions and our actions, of course, create our results. So if we want different results, if we want to be taking different actions, we have to create that infrastructure of thoughts. Especially if we notice that there's something we keep something we keep being drawn to, something we keep thinking we want, but it's not showing up. It's not showing up and we aren't showing up to make it happen. And if you don't recognize yet how much control you actually have over your experience around uh, consuming animal products, you know, you're going to keep creating the result that it's hard and that it doesn't work for you. And that you aren't the kind of person who can do it. (laughs) You're asking, I'm sure, how do I actually change my thinking? Well, the first easiest thing is you give me a call and we, we just talk together for 40 minutes. But how do you change your thinking? First, you notice you've changed your thinking many times. Many times. There are all kinds of thoughts you used to have that you've stopped. 
And there are all kinds of thoughts you never had before, but you do now. And with my clients, we spend a lot of time on this because it's not just about going vegan or plant-based. When you know how to find your thoughts and how to change your thoughts, there's really nothing you can't do. That's why at the beginning of my podcast every week, I usually say living vegan is actually the superpower that will unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal by doing it your way. I just use veganism as the gateway to getting that place, getting to that place of changing our thoughts. But if you are vegan already, and a good number of you who listen each week are, I know you use these ideas in areas that you are still working on changing. You just swap out whatever your thinking is that's creating the result that you don't like or that you prefer not to have. And there are also a good number of you, I know, and I love you, I love you that you still show up every week. You aren't completely sold on developing a vegan practice yet. But you use these tools too. You use these concepts for your relationships, maybe, or for overeating sweets, or for starting a new creative endeavor. And I'm here. I'm here every week because I believe that repetition is everything. There's no one and done. Most of the time, this isn't just like a hallelujah, all of a sudden kind of tool. It it can happen. Sometimes thoughts change like that in an instant, but changing your thoughts is usually about repetition and creating a habit of practicing those new thoughts. And veganism is, in my mind, a practice. It's a practice of choosing this, not that. Creating that repetition, that habit of practice, it works for everything. So I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to try on the big thought, the overarching thought that the life you've created so far was created by the thoughts you've been practicing. And most of those thoughts have been, well, kind of subliminal, not purposely, actively chosen by you. Same with me. But we get to choose thoughts for ourselves. And if you want different intentional results, you're really going to need to, you're really going to need to practice some new intentional thoughts. And I want to make sure you understand that that is always available to you. It's available to all of us. And you can start small. You don't need a coach. You could just make a regular practice of asking yourself, what the heck am I thinking? (laughs) You can just make that practice. Why are you doing the things you want? And why are you doing the things you don't want? Just ask yourself, what the heck am I thinking? Hmm. I didn't ask the server about some vegan options. Huh? What was I thinking? Well, maybe I was thinking he would judge me or that it would slow down the whole meal for everyone and feel awkward. Maybe I thought he would look at my bag, which is leather, and think, oh, hypocrite. Maybe I was thinking, I don't actually want to start today. Maybe I was thinking, "Mm, 
this would be easier if I were alone and my sister-in-law weren't here, whatever it is. Start where you are. Pay close attention to the thoughts about whatever topic is on your mind. And maybe that resolution, (laughs) that resolution that you've all but abandoned in the last four weeks. Notice where you're doing things that you don't really want to do or the things you wish you had handled by now. And then, and then what might be a different way of thinking about this? Something that still feels true, still feels, well, even if not true, still feels believable, but will move you closer to feeling and acting the way you'd like to, to create some space. Because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to create some space between the thoughts that come immediately on default and what we want to show up, that gap between knowing and doing. Just a small pause. It will bring up a lot because, you know, maybe you just interrupt yourself and say to the server, you know, I I said I just wanted uh, the meat sauce, but actually I wanted to order something vegan. I'm just having trouble figuring out what that would be on this menu. Can you help me? Or even with a small pause, you can just look over to sister-in-law and say, I don't know why I'm feeling so sensitive about this, but I'm afraid you're going to make fun of me if I try to eat more plant-based foods. If you've ever changed your mind about anything, then you know it's possible. It's possible to change the way you think. And if you're saying, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, 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 I know, Michelle, I've heard this a million times, I know. It's true, a lot of us, we understand this intellectually because we're smart people, right? There's no one smarter than my veggie besties who are here every week. We pick up on things quickly, but there is a difference between cognitively understanding and actually knowing it deep down in your being and seeing the evidence of it. Deep down, we probably have, you know, a lot of beliefs that are contradicting our new idea. And the work is to see the dissonance, to see the two thoughts at odds in our belief system and resolve it because that's where, you know, honestly, that's where working with someone like me, working with a coach who's trained to help you to get more awareness and more objective understanding, that's where we can really make this a much more efficient process. And honestly, even one coaching session can make a huge difference. Neuroplasticity is real. We can rewire these thoughts in our head, but it's best if we can create a process that helps the old thoughts lose some of that that ground they've got and helps those new baby thoughts gain some dominance. And in the meantime, the side effect is we slowly learn to trust ourselves, to have compassion for ourselves, and to enjoy this process even when it's not fully creating results yet. Because my relationship with myself strengthens every time I follow my plan. Your relationship with yourself gets stronger every time you treat yourself as someone as someone important and deserving of attention. What if you believed that? What if you believed that? 
that you can change things, that you want to change, no matter how long it's been an issue for you, you can change things just by checking in regularly and asking yourself, what the heck are you thinking right now? (laughs) So, So if there is a resolution or a goal or a plan you've had trouble implementing, there's nothing wrong with you. I guarantee it. You are just operating in complete agreement with your default operating system, with those default thoughts that you've been practicing a long time. Changing those thoughts, completely possible, completely possible. Just because you don't have an epiphany immediately, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And I'm working on sharing with you some of the things I've been working on in myself for the last few months the ones that are going super bueno, as well as the ones that are still pretty sticky for me, the ones that still don't seem quite possible. And before I finish up, I want to just suggest, to just offer that some of these things, um, I think we talked about it the other day a little bit, some of these things that have been sticking points for years or for decades, uh, weight loss is a common one, underachieving at work or not doing the creative things we've always wanted to do. These sticking points that have gone on a long time, sometimes sometimes I suggest that we keep our brain, that we've been keeping our brain really busy for a long-standing chronic problem so we don't have to even do all the tens of thousands of other magnificent things there are for us. We've got this issue that we hide behind. So if you have one of those forever types of struggles, you might consider doing an end run around it. By that, I mean giving your brain something else cool to work on, something where you don't have to quite build up so much uh, momentum, something where you don't carry around so much built-up baggage and lack of self-trust and so much disappointment. Ask me how I know. (laughs) LOL. LOL. It happens. It happens with all of us. Okay. So all week, all month, whether you've got a resolution that's going well or a plan that's going not so well, ask yourself, what the heck am I thinking? And maybe share it or email me or better yet, bring it to a free coaching call so we can see, we can see how to jumpstart your 2023 because we're still at the beginning. And if there's some quiet quitting going on in your brain, let's put an end to that. Okay. So that's today. That's this week. What are you wanting to think this February? What do you want to think about February? And if you're one of my veggie besties in the future listening I hope it's a great year. I hope things are well. What do you want to think tomorrow that you're not thinking today? And I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm talking about believable incremental change that supports you when things are feeling kind of heavy and kind of uncomfortable. So keep checking in. What the heck are you thinking? What the heck am I thinking? Talk to you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, 
leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best. <laughs>